Hello and welcome back to the Field of Design podcast for your news, stories and nonsense from the sports apparel and sports creative industry. My name is Mason and to my right is a good friend of mine, Nick Bassett. How are you, my friend? Perfect for your first time without a script, mate. Well done. Oh, um, peeking behind well. the curtains. Busy <laughs> Nailed it. Hey, you had a, a late meeting today. Uh, let, let's not talk about it. <laughs> let's... Yeah, the anxiety is is actually still coming down from that. I, I hate being late, and I, <laughs> I hate when I hate when I've committed to something and I don't full through with that. You know that from me. Yeah, you know this that. is the old six twenty four start to the six oh, pm don't, podcast. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Um, yes, I have been caught in traffic for a while, and I did uh, exceed my meeting limits and kept our guest. <laughs> waiting today, and I severely apologise for that. Yeah, it's okay. Um, Mate, I didn't ask you beforehand your pronunciation of your last name. Shall I just give it a go? Will you be offended? No, give it a crack. Give okay. A crack. I always love hearing it. I've got uh, Luke Economidis. 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 Luke Economidis with us today, who is the multimedia producer at the Brisbane Broncos. You got that one right. <laughs> uh, welcome, Luke. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And apologies again. Yeah, no for worries. I'm usually late to everything, so <laughs> it was weird. Weird being early, to be honest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I've uh, I've promised promised pizza and a beer afterwards, but <laughs> I, I think I've already been turned down from that. Uh, mate, thank you so much for being on. Um, really appreciate it. Um, I think we're starting to build a really nice, really really strong community of um, of you know creatives on this podcast, and I'm really glad to have you on today and. To be the next person, um, yeah, to be a part of it. So, mate, before we jump into all of the industry-related stuff, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sweet. So, I'm 25. I'm born and raised in Brisbane. Um, sports has pretty much been my life, yeah, since I can remember, to be honest. Yep. Um, Watching and playing? Watching and playing, playing at a very mediocre level. <laughs> um, Always league, or oh, uh, like I followed league growing up and stuff, but um, mostly played soccer. Um, yep. I played a bit of rugby um, during school and as a kid, but mostly, mostly soccer. Yep, still play social soccer when I can these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I said, most of my life's just been sport. Um, and then yeah, I don't really know actually. Now, yeah. now that I'm here, to be honest, what, yeah. what my life is other than sport. But yeah. it's don't, always the hardest thing to answer. <laughs> yeah. It is. Out of all of the questions, <laughs> the first one is the most hard. Yeah, I think so. Who are you? Essentially? <laughs> yeah. What defines you? Uh, so no long walks on the beach, no pups, no... <laughs> no, I actually hate the beach. So. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> yeah. 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 Man too of much sand. Own, man of my own heart, yeah. <laughs> yeah, too much sand. Uh, I keep getting... I keep, yeah. Or water, water hole, watering holes, water holes, yeah. like yeah. swimming holes. Um I don't know, just too much sand. Like that's the one. Um, I keep getting invited to play uh, in my mate's social volleyball team on Wednesday, but it's like beach volleyball, and yeah. so I'm just always a no, just cause purely <laughs> for the sand. I do not want to, <laughs> and like I'll fill in for like most most social sports, but not not beach volleyball. Yep. Like so, I'm playing netball at the moment. Um, There's beach was, netball too. You can give. <laughs> oh no, I'll pass on that one. <laughs> uh, stick to my indoor. Um, but where, yeah. where are you playing indoor? Cooperoo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty good centre out at Cooperoo. Yeah. Really nice. Really good. Anyway. Yeah. Um, You're doing futsal? Like, are you doing the indoor futsal stuff or is it all the out, like, full field soccer? Nah, so um, I've kind of jumped around a bit, but 
indoor soccer. I've done indoor soccer at Albion yeah. um, and also like actual futsal, like on a basketball court and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. also social soccer, like on AstroTurf at QT. Yep. Um, but yeah. All the fancy stuff. Yeah. yeah. Fancy Not stuff. the full field. I filled in for my mates, the same mate who wants me to fill in for beach volleyball, but I filled in for his... um. Full field social soccer team twice, and I have never felt more unfit in my life. <laughs> I was, I was struggling. I was cramping. Oh, if you're playing uh, indoor netball, that's that's got to nearly be one of the most fit, keeping you the most fit. I would have thought. Oh, oh no! Nah, well, G- what I'm, are you playing? No, nah, I'm GA. I just, oh, okay. I just sit at the front <laughs> way for people to give me the ball. Just let it rain. Yeah, we've 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 been stitched up this season. To be honest, we just finished in Div Four and didn't win, and then. I don't know, our grading games this this season, we somehow won all of them, and now we're in Div 1 too, and we're just getting oh, destroyed yes. every week, and it's <laughs> not good. I mean, my second season, netball, guys, come on. <laughs> Love it. Oh, good old social sports. And those those um, those grading games, yeah, they're usually like, what, two or three games, and they just Stick quote, up. unquote, you know, put random teams in to see where you fit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a stitch up. <laughs> stitch up and a half. Uh, awesome. Mate, multimedia producer... What is that role? Um, a lot of everything, to be honest. So uh, I, my, mo- the thing I do most day-to-day is like design work, graphic design work, um, but I also do a lot of the digital side, so that's website um, and socials as well. Mm-hmm. Um, where we are, like in the business, did the digital team, marketing team, we're kind of in the middle of everyone, So, and especially like us designers – we're always doing stuff for the people at events or the membership team, um, community uh, every now and then. But, yeah, yep. trying to help everyone, basically. Yep. So you're not coding when you say web. You're not no, coding. No no. no, no. But you're more providing, what, visual assets or even moving assets, I guess, video assets to yeah, the web Basically just team. updating the website, yep. um, either making banners, like, publishing the articles um, and then so usually I'll get the articles sent to me from the people who write them yep. um, I'll give them a quick proofread then publish um, and then because more often than not that stuff then goes on socials it like people will just send that to me um, yep. but yeah it's pretty easy because it's just CMS work at that point but yeah sure so you're entering it into a um, you're entering it actually into the website or yeah yep yeah and so uh, you're entering it into the socials as well yeah so if I stole your phone right now and got into your Instagram, I'd have access to the Broncos Instagram page. I'd prefer if you didn't, but you could. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, heads up, I won't. <laughs> it'll take me by the look of that door over there. It'll take me a bit of time to get through it. So I think you can stop me before I go. But yeah, cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So um, so you're getting the visual asset. You're either creating the visual assets um, yeah. or getting photography. You're getting supplied the copy, the text, and you know, pushing it out across all of your, your channels essentially. Yeah. And I do a bit of the photography side as well when, when I can, when yep. our other content people don't want to, or yep. when I'm randomly feeling like it sometimes. Yeah, sure. And are you, you just running it off your phone or are you like skilled with a actual camera? I'm trying to get better with the camera, but yep. <laughs> yeah, I've got my own R6 and 70-200 which is pretty good. Yep. Yeah, nice. Um, and so then you mentioned the community stuff as well. So a frame signage. I mean, the community side for me is just like our whole community team. So, um, speak to this, like occasionally they'll need 
booklets or flyers or signage. Like everyone kind of needs signage at some point. But yep. yeah, like the community team that I'm talking about is like the people who are out in schools and stuff and yep. um, all those programs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All of the, the non-high performance related yeah, yeah. stuff. Yep. Non-commercial okay. basically. So um, with that in mind, what would you say like a, a day to day or, or a month might look like for you? Like, you know, going through the motions. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, over a whole month, you'll have a few big picture things, whether that's like a jersey launch or something. But then every day you've, you've got little things popping up that people probably don't even think about, whether that's making an EDM for like ticket sales or pushing ticket sales or something or pushing memberships, um, event signage, sponsor, collateral basically, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, lots of little things basically. Retail push as well, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Um, so merch. you got your merch that you want to put out on an EDM or yep. post on socials. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so I suppose some of the key projects that that you're working on at the moment or have recently worked on. I know you know we're going to probably touch on the jersey a little yeah. bit later as well. Um, you know, um, unless you want to jump in that now, but you know, what what are for instance some of those things over the past you know two or three months that you have done? Um, I don't know. It, it's kind of weird. I, I don't like take stock every, like too often, which I probably should of what I've worked on. But yeah, um, yeah City Jersey was the main one. But um, outside of that, it's a lot of, recently, more recently, it's been a lot of um, little things and getting ready for the Gabba, which we've got to play out later this season. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is it two, two or three games for you guys that are at? Yeah, just three, three. Three games yeah. at the Gabba. One of them is a doubleheader with NRLW as well. Yeah, right. Incredible. Um, and that's because the women's football, soccer, yeah. World Cup is hosting games on Suncorp. That's right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so when they're in there for, I don't even know how long they're in there for, two, three months or something, they basically lock out the stadium. So it, Yeah, no probably a sec- security-related thing, I imagine. Yeah, security and... And cost. Yeah, it's just easier, easier well. just to, yeah, rather than interchange the signage in and out. Yeah. Yeah. Football posts, signage, lines. Yeah. Um, okay, so can, can when I dive a little bit deeper then, like what are some of the specific stuff that you would be working on or the, the Gabba, like you having to rescale your signage to fit the the Gabba's specs. We haven't like, even gotten to there that okay. part. Yeah, we haven't even yeah. started that. But yeah. um, it's more on the back end of uh, things. So like getting EDMs ready to um, send off, which I think that'll be happening really soon. Um, yeah, so getting those ready to send off to our fan base and like member base. There's been a lot of maps maps and stuff that I've been had to update for the Gabba because obviously we don't have them built. Um, and that's what wayfinding for game day? Or yeah, yeah. Like so just like when you um, go to buy a ticket, basically you can see what our category numbers are because ours are different to obviously what the AFL would be because yep. the field's different. Yep. Um, it takes a surprisingly long time <laughs> to just update a, a map on Illustrator or something. But Yeah. Um, yep. You yeah. ever tried to draw a bloody card of a property on Illustrator before? <laughs> no, it's not no, easy. Thank you, no. <laughs> Is this the first time the Broncos would have played at the Gabba? Or? Yeah. Yep. I think it's yeah. the first rugby game that's been played there in like 50-odd years or something. Wow. Okay. Well, they used to play at ANZ, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Um, and the Roosters played at the SCG. So I travel with the team sometimes and I went to that one. It was a weird game. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why is that, do you think? 
Oh, just just like because the SCG is obviously cricket field. So yeah. and the field was like so far from the dressing room uh, from the crowd. Sorry, mm. and um, yeah, you, I don't know. Even when I like walked out and just seeing the field like another twenty thirty meters off in the distance, it was like what the yeah. I remember thinking that as well. There was a state of origin match at the MCG. Maybe was it last year or the year before? Oh yeah. Um, and thinking, yeah, just how far away everyone yeah. was actually from yep. the field. Yeah. So, but like Kiwis and Kangaroos played at the SCG a while back, and yeah, rugby in Wellington, the caked in there. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, there's kind of nothing we could do about it. This was kind of the best option, uh, at least for us. I think. Um, yeah. Was taking it to the Gabba. Uh, but yeah, it's oh, it's, it's going to be weird. Yeah, I'll be an experience. <laughs> put it that way. Yeah, and yeah, I think you, the benefit is one of those games you're playing the Dolphins as well, right? So yeah. you've got that extra capacity there yeah. to to fill that that space. Yeah, I remember seeing a photo on the Gabba's socials, I think, and they'd put the posts up. Oh, really? Yeah, I couldn't get a, a gauge of where the field specifically was, like whether it was dead center in the middle, but I it kind of felt like it was to one side a little bit, like it wasn't actually dead centre. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, th- I think from what I've seen, it is a little bit to one side so yeah. that like I suppose the category ones and like the members with the diamond seats, I think, can kind of be on that be side closer. and yeah, be a yeah. bit closer. But yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. Um, so of the things that you're you're kind of pushing through, um, you find that there's some stuff that, you know, even outside of design or the, the creative space that, you know, people probably wouldn't think about when they're taking on a role like a graphic designer at, you know, probably one of the biggest rugby league clubs going around. Is that, is that outside of design? Sorry, just outside of design? Yeah, just like, well, just your day-to-day stuff. Like from the day-to-day stuff, is there stuff there that, you you know, people probably don't think of, oh, I actually have to do this, you know. Um, when I get in the industry, it's not just going to be designing on Illustrator yeah, or Photoshop. Sure, yeah. It's spreadsheets or, you know, sitting in meetings or... Um, I think fortunately for me, I don't have to sit in too many meetings. The people above us are always in meetings. Um, and every time you try and find them, I swear, they're just never at the desk. But <laughs> but um, we, we, we do laugh about that at work, actually. Like, yeah. where's, where are they? We need them. Meeting, um, yeah, <laughs> quite unquote. Meeting, <laughs> um, yeah. no, I don't know to be honest. Like, uh, even when I first got in to the industry as a whole, I there was so many more things outside of like I thought it was going to be a lot more social stuff and digital stuff, and then it ended up being way more like signage, print stuff. I guess that's kind of the biggest one, like. Yeah. I was not formally trained in doing that stuff at all. Like pre-press? Yeah, yeah whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so ma- making making sure your posters are print ready so they got yeah. the crop marks on yeah, them, yeah, that exactly. the colours are yeah. right. I remember, so like at the Raw was like my first proper kind of job doing that and I'd gotten files or seen files like of what the guy before me had done and I was like, what on earth are these crop marks? And like yeah. he'd put like whatever that rainbow thing is. Colour bars. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Put that on. I was like, what is that? Yeah. Um, yeah, so just winged it to this day. But, um, yeah, yeah, that sort of stuff. It's it's interesting. A lot of um, a lot of fake it till you make it kind of comes yeah. in. Um, and it does not matter how much you get taught, in my experience anyway, it does not matter how much you get taught going into uh, a full-time job. 
for someone like me, I haven't touched that sort of stuff since year two of uni as well. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know if I, I mean, I yeah. would figure it out, but I think for it to happen naturally is a bit weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, now I suppose that now that we're talking a little bit on the education side, um, you know, let, let's talk about, let's go back a little bit further than that. Let's talk about your, your origins. So, um, I suppose interest in the industry in the first place, what kind of led you to where you are now? Um, yeah, so I have definitely always been interested in it. I've, my mum moved houses recently and she found this like book of just, um, I had been doing mock-ups of jerseys from like, like the Premier League and like, um, Barcelona and that's that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and she was like, do you want me to throw it out? I was like, oh, no, keep it, keep yeah. it, keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it. <laughs> maybe just maybe, keep it. Yeah, man, maybe, yeah, maybe keep it. It'll be cool one day. It'll be cool one day, I swear. Um, but, yeah, so it's always definitely been on there. And, like, even just talking to my mates all the time, like, whenever kids would come out, we'd be talking about them all the time. Yeah. Um, that so kind you're of very stuff. much a Jersey nerd as well as a Absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, but, yeah, then I, I suppose while I was going through school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um and then when I got to grade 11, 12, I think, well, no, I think I did put law as my first preference as Ooh. at uni. Um, didn't think I'd get in. I kind of put it down just to go, yeah, dad, I, I tried to get in, I swear. Um, and then I got in and I was like, well, this hasn't gone to plan. Um, so I did one year of business and law. Um, and then after that one year, uh, I very... Uh, confidently decided that I was not going to do law anymore. Uh, so then I moved on to doing uh, business, majoring in marketing and media and comms as a dual degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Oh, hectic. <laughs> yeah, it sounds more than it is. Yep. It wasn't too bad. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but in, in that, we had a couple of subjects on my media comms side where one of them was like media design and layout, which was the only time I touched an Adobe product or where I touched an Adobe product for the first time. Yep. Um, and it was mostly just designed like a, a brochure or something. Um, and then I had des- the, the final keystone project for that was rebranding um, one of a few options. And the one I chose was Queensland Power Chair Football Australia. Okay. Um, and I probably, I never ended up showing it to them. I probably should have, because I thought I was actually really, pr- really proud of it. But yep. um, that was like, out of all the subjects I did, that was like one of the main ones that I remembered because I was I just enjoyed it so much. Yeah, um, it didn't feel like a bit of a chore for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm happy to spend the extra six hours on there. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally. Yeah. I was like etching um, people in power chairs playing football, and it's actually quite difficult because there's so many little parts on the power chairs. Um, yeah. But I was I don't know I was just enjoying it so much. It was great. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, kind of from there, uh, I didn't, I still kind of, while I was going through uni, didn't know what I wanted to do at the end of it. Um, I was just kind of working at Woolies, being a fresh food person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Just just chipping away at uni. Um, and then one of my mates who's pretty good at soccer um, had seen this, like, so he plays, like, NPL, which is... National Premier League. Yeah, National yep. Premier League. Um the one below the A-League, but it's like semi-professional. Um, yep. He'd seen like this media site that someone had made for that, like just to cover the NPL. 
uh, in Queensland and they were just looking for an intern. And so I just sent an email and was like, hey, uh, what is this? And um, the guy, Michael Flynn, who I'm still pretty good mates with now, um, he said, yeah, come along. Um, and basically he was writing articles. He was kind of doing up individual score graphics for as many games as he could across the entire NPL and FQPL. I actually don't know if it was uh, existed at the time, but an NPL yep. and like semi-professional football in Australia. Um, and then, yeah, uh, like from there I was kind of like, oh, this is, this could be, this could be something basically just watching, watching him like make graphics and stuff. And yep. Yeah. Sorry, were you still studying at this point in time? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, I mean, because I did that year of business and law, my degree went for like four and a half or five and a half <laughs> years or something. I can't remember. Went for way longer than it should have. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I like from Michael. He he had been doing kind of his own thing. He was like a freelancer um, for Football Australia, like or FFA at the time. Um. And he was pretty well connected, so he had a few things going on there. I remember one time he he used to do the live tweeting for the A League games, okay. um, which at the time was like kind of kind of a big deal or whatever. But um, officially, yeah, yeah, like for the A League account. Yeah, like, wow. Okay. So yeah, he, like um, he was freelancing for the for, for FFA. Yep. Um, and he couldn't make one of the games, and it happened to be like the semi final of the A League. Yep. Um, and he was like, wait, what if I just like, what if you do it? I can go to this thing. I think I've trained you enough. Because um, <laughs> he was doing stuff for Brisbane Strikers at the time as well, doing a similar thing. And he's like, trust me, you'll be fine. I'll send you like everything you need to know. He sent it to me. Uh, and he's like, if it goes to penalties, I don't know. Yeah, it won't go to penalties. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then like he'd obviously like connected me with the people at FFA and so I was doing it, and then it was like, it went to penalties. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, what am, what am I going to do here? Yeah. Then I got a text from the guy at FFA. He's like, don't worry, mate, stand down. We'll, we've got it covered from here. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what? So what? what's, to educate, I suppose, me and the listeners who yeah. may not be aware, What? what is this, why is that stressful? Like what is live tweeting the game going to penalties bring up? So like in hindsight, it really wasn't that big a deal, but yep. like, I suppose it's just basically relaying the action um, to people on Twitter, yep. play by play, so that they know what's happening. If you can't watch it, but yep. at least my opinion now, Twitter's very small and it doesn't matter. Yeah, um, but <laughs> yeah, and like I didn't know any of these players' names or anything about the A League, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I was just. Try and like I was on the dodgiest TV, like it was so low quality. I could barely see the numbers of the players, so I like didn't know what was happening. I'm just trying to type away, like, yeah, that might have been that guy. Yeah, all right. <laughs> see if but, you get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, retweeted about it. Yeah, exactly. So he was probably it was more the fact that he just planted the seed that don't you know don't worry, it's not going to go to penalties. That Pretty that much. actually even meant anything. Like if if he had said that right, you if he didn't. Say that, yeah. you probably wouldn't have thought anything of it, and you just yeah. continue on. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, okay, so you're studying. Yeah. You've kind of been given this intern opportunity, um, and you mentioned. Uh, sorry, you mentioned your mate's name, Michael. Michael, Michael. yeah. So he he kind of you know gave you the opportunity for the for the gig, and has kind of mentored you a little bit along the way. Yeah. Uh, are there any other kind of mentors throughout your education? 
um, you know, the five and a half years <laughs> that you were studying and being a fresh food person yeah. that, that kind of, you know, guided or defined you um, or, or even, you know, post that? Uh, not, not like overly, to be honest. I feel like throughout that whole period, I was pretty independent um, outside of that, um, that little thing that Michael uh, helped me, helped me through. But yep. um, towards the end of um, my uni degree through some of those capstone uh, subjects, um, there was a lot of times where I took a lot, uh, a fair bit of initiative and try and just doing like brand design. I went through this whole period where I was, I went so deep down a rabbit hole of brand design, um, watching a channel on YouTube called the future. If you've seen that, um, F F U T U R, um, basically. And like where I could, I would try and just make a brand for something. So one of my subjects was a writing, uh, writing subject. And you had to basically everyone in the entire, uh, unit had to write an article and, um, write an article and submit it to this fictional blog. And the blog had an actual website that they had made. Um, and basically it was very unbranded. And so they were like, does anyone want to like make the uh, logo for it and make the website? And I was like, yeah, right. Yep. So I did it and it was, ended up pretty cool. It was like called the public ear or something. I don't think it's the same. Also <laughs> don't try Googling it, but um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so your work at the um, – your intern work. Yeah. So the, the thing was called Football Click, by the way, and it also doesn't exist anymore. Football Click? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure we could find it on the way back. Oh, yeah. Machine. <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> um, is that what led you into the Raw? Uh, kind of. So through Michael, he also had another guy who was helping him, helping him write articles for Football Click called Tebow, um, and he – I, can't, I don't know the timeline exactly, but um, he was working at an MPL club called Olympic FC at the time. Um, and then there was a player who was playing for that, that club um, who also worked at the Raw and had played for the Raw, uh, Shane Stefanuto. Um, and he basically, Tebow was doing a great job at Olympic with all of his design work. So he was doing mostly design and also socials. Um, that Shane said, why don't you come over to the Raw? So he went to the Raw. Um, uh, so that's how he kind of got there. Yep. And then during this whole time, I was obviously going through uni and from like seeing what Michael did um, with Football Click and everything, uh, I kind of thought um, that des- like design, the design part of everything and making graphic, like score graphics and stuff was kind of cool. So I just kind of like started mucking around in Photoshop and like learning Photoshop pretty much from scratch. Um, and when I thought something was all right, I'd put it up on, on like a second Instagram account that I made. Yep. And then eventually Tebow saw that and went, Oh, that's he, pretty cool. He recognized that that was you or came across the page and reached out. And again, I'm a bit fuzzy on the timeline of that. Yeah. I can't remember if I'd met him before. Okay. I think I might've met him before. Cause I went down to a lot of like Olympic FC games. Yeah. It's, Decent little Sunday if you if you if you um if you got some time just go down to an NPL game either at yep. Brisbane City or like Olympic at Yeronga or something. Yep. But um yeah, so I think I might have met him, but and he had seen my design account and um, we swapped info and stuff, and then eventually 
I think right towards the end of my uni degree, uh, he was like, do you want to just come do some intern work at the Raw? And I was like, yeah, right. Um, and then a few months after that, uh, he left and went back to Olympic because he just liked it there. It was way more chill, to be honest, yep. his, his vibe. And then I just stepped into his role pretty much. So Awesome. Yeah. And so what was some of the stuff that you ended up doing while you were at the Brisbane Raw? Um, pretty much what I do now, just on a smaller scale. So it's just like a lot of social graphics, signage stuff, uh, digital content, website, I suppose management, but like just yep. just keeping it updated. Um, yep. Yeah. Do you find, how do you find the the difference between the A-League, I suppose, and the NRL from a, a all-encompassing what your role is and what you do? Is it just, is it just 10 times bigger and busier or are there more hoops to jump through, you know? All of the above, I think. Yeah. Um, I remember when I had the interview at the Broncos and I went, I like went to the facility at Red Hill, which is like just down the road. Yep. Um, I was like, I didn't know that it was that big. I was like, holy. Yeah. The facility? Yeah. So like, yeah. um, at Red Hill, like where the Broncos train, where yep. we work and stuff. Um, I'd been there as a kid, but it used to be across the road and it was like this old, old thing. It was like very old office, yep. much smaller. And then they've, I think maybe five years ago-ish, they started um, renoing it and redoing it across the road. Yep. Um, and that facility is like, it's it's amazing. It's quite impressive. Yeah. I went, um, I think, because the league's club is still across. Yeah. The, the league's club is where it used to to be yeah right? so above yeah, yeah upstairs yeah. at the league club was yeah. where the office was and then now they've put it across the road and yeah. i think there's a little mini shop and a showroom of all the yeah. trophies yeah. out the front there which yeah that itself is quite Im- impressive um i think even <laughs> i think even the um you know when you're crossing the street and you got the footpath yeah and you got that little bit in between yeah and i think the broncos have been using kind of like an indented angular the diamond the diamond yeah, the yeah. diamond is featured on yeah that's just that concrete footpath you know that crossing bit yeah. um i just thought oh well you, you know it's broncos town when, yeah, you, yeah, <laughs> when yeah. you can get that done um just a funny story about my interview there my so my uncle used to coach the nrl like in like the 90s um yeah. And he coached Gold Coast Chargers, I think it was at the time. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Steele, who still works the Broncos, um, he was interviewing. Steele. Oh yeah, I'm aware of him. I don't haven't met him personally. Yeah, right, right. Um, Yeah, he was interviewing me, or one of the people interviewing me. And he went, "Any relation to uh, Phil?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, he's my uncle." Um, uh, It was like, yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of. I found it funny that he even knew who he was because, like. I don't know, just for me, it's just just my uncle. And he like yeah. coach he coached Q Cup when I was growing up, so I went to a lot of Q Cup games. Uh-huh. Just to watch watch Yeah. Watch watch his team coach. Yeah. yeah. Well, as we were talking, I think before we hit the red light, that um it's such a small town. Yeah. Oh, like, absolutely. Even outside of creative, inside of creative, whatever, um, everyone knows someone somehow. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Um Yeah, okay. Uh, so did you have much, I'm going a little bit off script here, mate. Um, when you, when you were at the Brisbane Raw, did you have much work to do with the apparel side of it or were you really more focused in on the digital and print side? I was definitely like 
all aboard the um, digital graphics and yep. that's that side of things. I didn't yep. have much to do on the apparel apparel yep. side. Okay. Um, which I think I am going to jump around a little bit yeah. here now because I've got the next one here is the significant projects or defining moments. And I know that this one is quite important to you because it got a lot of traction on yeah. LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, yep, it did. Um, so when we're talking about apparel is the, the Broncos yeah. and the city jersey that was released this year. Yeah. So a bit of a defining moment for you. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty surreal. Uh, when they, not came, they came to me, um, basically we went to ASICS, I think is what happened. And then um, said we want to do the city jersey, obviously, because Redcliffe are coming into the competition. Um and then our marketing manager, Chantel, just said, do you want to have a crack at it? And I went, yeah, all right. I, like, other than the book that my mum found of me drawing jerseys at the time, or yeah. when I was a kid, sorry, um, having no experience on the apparel side, um, I was just like, yeah, I'll give it a crack. Yeah. And then, yeah, it it went all right, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the process for you? Um, you know, can, can you kind of break it down a little bit as far as from having that chat with Chantel yep. to it running out on the field? Are you able to go into that a little bit more? Don't need to give away any you yeah. know, Broncos secrets or, you know, no. behind the scenes stuff. But yeah. I think they had gone to ASICS and they had an idea of what they wanted it to look like. Um, and it was going to be uh, purple, like based on jacarandas and stuff. Um, and then I suppose then when once she'd asked me if I wanted to do it and I said yes, um, we kind of just went down a little – it wasn't too long, to be honest, from memory, like short research period of just kind of looking up what could be cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty much it, to be honest. And then we found a lot of photos of like the sunset and stuff coming down over, over the city. Yep. Um was the idea to always incorporate that pink into it too or did that just as part of that sunset kind of feature that you were talking about? Yeah, uh, so it was going to be that kind of, I think that it was a bit bit weird uh, in that I hadn't intended for it to, the pink part to be so both pink and big. Yep. I actually had more like orange and it was more of like that sunset tone but yep. um, I suppose like when it got printed or uh, yeah I don't know made produced yep. um into different sizes the pink part for some reason was the part that got expanded as opposed to like the yeah. um, yep. purpley navy part of the top definitely a very different yeah uh, skill and putting it all over patterns rather than just a, a poster or a graph yeah yeah so many different ways that you can scale the artwork yeah. of a garment um yeah. and i think i was also designing on last year's kit template i think um which i don't know if that had anything to do with the production side or anything but um can do yeah often some of those templates are very different shapes to the jerseys themselves as well exactly yeah yeah, they're very just kind of this is a rectangle Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah if you're working on a cad um they cannot be proportionate to the actual garment itself so you know that could you know potentially be a reason why the the pink band is Longer because on your CAD you kind of had, you know, 200 pixels to work with, whereas in yeah. reality you might have 600 or something like that. Um, the top the top tier is a different colour, right? Like it is more of the 
a more purple yeah. color than it yeah. is your your traditional colors. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think I got a single second of sleep the night before <laughs> that that came out. That got launched in the morning because of the excitement or the anxiety. Anxiety. Of, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was yeah. exactly the same when the Cowboys Anzac came out this year. My first sort of one, and yeah, like I didn't sleep as well. I yeah. The most nervous I've oh. ever been. We, like you did well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> great jersey. Thanks. I think um, it's one of the fastest selling Broncos jerseys now, which is, which is great. I can, yeah. just, it's sold out, eh? And they've had to do a second yeah. run. And is that true? Yeah, yeah wow, it's sold out. I think, I think we're restocking it. I'm actually not not sure to be yeah. honest, but, um, yeah, full on. I remember that morning we, we were. It was actually like planned to launch as the giant jersey that was hanging off the cliffs. So that was supposed to happen as like the launch in the morning. Yeah. Um, at like 6 a.m. But because of there was a heap of rain that week and late that week, they didn't do the giant jersey that week. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that on the cliffs. But no, like, no, we saw it. We yeah, definitely yeah. saw it on the cliffs. Um, yeah, so that was supposed to be the launch um, of it. But because of the rain, they were like, nah, we'll just do it next week, which was actually game week. Um, and so, like, I was in at 6 a.m. in the office, just like red eyes, like 58 coffees deep, going... Oh boy, this goes all right. <laughs> yeah. So that was um, like no marketing to go with it. Almost like the cliff was the first thing, and then the marketing followed. That was so it was supposed to be. to be that, yeah. But because because uh, right, of cool. the rain and everything, it was basically just kind of our a usual rollout roll where we do a launch carousel with all the features and stuff, and then just a bit of content of the play with the players and stuff. Um, yeah. After that. Yep. Did you see it leak? Yeah, yeah, we saw it leak. And how did you feel about that? I, I, the only thing that I was annoyed about was that I didn't care that it leaked, but I cared that it was the the infant's one or the toddler size or whatever because it's like obviously just like the worst one and just yeah. like not what it's made for. But yeah, how how quickly did you did you um, come across it on your website or was it through the socials that you realised that it had leaked? Uh, I can't remember exactly, but I think it was, I think it might've been on socials on the, one of the big fan pages. Yeah. I think most of us. Yeah. We were which... Yeah. Most of us have like an account and we're just kind of in the big fan pages and stuff. And so yeah. we saw it on there. Um, cause what goes through your mind then? How did, how did, how did they get pretty it? Pretty much. Yeah. How? Yeah. We, I think. I can't remember if that happened first or if the merch guy at work texted me first, but um, yeah, it happened. I don't, I don't really <laughs> yeah. know. I was just kind of like, I, I, in my head, I was like, I don't care, but like, how does that happen? Yeah. And also, at the time, everyone was not loving our home jersey, and so a lot of the comments were like, "Why isn't this our home jersey?" Or oh, "This is better than home jersey." And I was like, oh, "All right, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'll yeah. take that." The same with the Cowboys one that leaked. From this retail store, oh, really? like two days. Well, it was way before release, but they released yeah. it the day after because of the leak. And yeah, it was like it's not a flattering photo. So you're like, oh shit, here, yeah. here come the comments ripping it. Yeah, and yeah. The, the real marketing comes out. And it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was surprised that the where I saw it on the socials, they removed it. So someone, someone oh really? Yeah. On, yeah. like, Reddit or something? Oh, I or? don't... I mean, once it's out there, it's out yeah, there, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think who got it, who saw it and shared it pretty quickly... Yeah, right. Um, I noticed that they'd... 
someone obviously had gotten in touch and they'd done a gentleman's agreement or something like that to, to <laughs> yeah, take it down. Yeah. So, so you did mention the, um, the home jersey this year. Yeah. Do you know what the story is behind that design? Is it just a design or is there some elements to it? As far as I know, it's just a design. It was actually funny though, when that when it came out and all the comments were like saying, um, I don't know, why don't the lines match up or anything? Mm. I wasn't, I didn't realise people were more mad that like, I don't know how to explain it, like it's like that as opposed to like that. Like, I'm more yeah. mad because like the lines even this way don't line up. Like I don't I don't even know how to explain it. Let me see like, if I can pull it up here. Yeah. Well, they're not they're not like So like they're they're, they're kind of staggered or whatever or they're offset yeah. a little bit, which I don't mind. I don't care. But even those lines don't match up. Like the white doesn't go with the white or the white doesn't yeah, go with the maroon they're, or whatever. They're, they're not offset. Evenly, yeah. yeah, yeah I, it, it sort of the lines start halfway. So that's what I was more like annoyed about. Yeah. But so even though there's like the white has a line that's higher, yeah. Here I've got it up here yeah, for yeah. Us so that we can see. Thanks, Jamie. Yeah. Uh, even though the lines, the lines, so, um, the, there's two two white lines on the maroon panel that are higher. Yeah. The lines still don't even line up. Yeah, yeah. So that was that. That's what annoyed me more, to be honest. Um, yeah. I think it's a statement piece. Well, like ever. last year, the Asics Heritage jersey was like amazing. I love that jersey. Yeah. It's like got the old school color, like the full color and everything, yeah. and like I don't know it just was so perfect. That whole that whole thing. But yeah. we've made the call here. They're they're coming back. I the think. old school colors are just going to be yeah. become part of standard design i think a home jersey or something like that oh, they're so good um i think we were talking about the highlights your your significant projects and stuff like that so yeah. some do you have some things that you could probably reflect on that you know we've talked a little bit about highlights and and maybe some of your successes but maybe some hit and misses some failures that in hindsight you would take away learnings that you would um do differently um I listened to Marie's podcast uh, as well, and I I found it funny when she said uh, she looks back at some of her old work or even just stuff that you did like two years ago, and you're like, that sucks. And, like, I find that a lot, to be honest. Um, but, like, when I came into the Broncos for the first time, um, I suppose I obviously hadn't got a reputation or anything or shown that I could I was actually all right. Um, so you're kind of stuck to what the people before you have done and everything. So like that sure. first kind of maybe six months where you're um, basically copying other people's stuff or copying their branding is kind of, I, I hate that. And I, and I don't want to change it too much for that first little bit and then eventually change it a bit. But yeah, you're using the tools that have been set out in front of you, right? Yeah. 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 Have you found that switching companies, like your design style has changed a little bit to fit in with, a new company, me. Yeah, yeah. I'd say I would. I would. Yeah. I would say I. I have in the last year as well. Like yeah. the, my go-to jersey designs now are very different to what they were in my past. Is that that would be the same for you from raw to? Yeah, hundred percent. Even even just like because of the colors you use. Like I love the Broncos, but maroon and gold is so Hard much colors. worse. Yeah. Although I will say I'm liking some of the like assets maroon. that are. 
coming out at the moment. I think mm. you've got like a, a faded, faded a, a gradient type effect going from the maroon to the to the gold in there, and there yeah. might even be you've got some. I'll use the term filter, but I'm sure it's some sort of um, textured layer or something like that on it. That I don't know. I think um, it really. It's something that I feel like we haven't seen in a while. That really on graphics or on yeah, photos or on graphics. Uh, yeah, like we just in general this year, we've definitely tried to use more gold because, yeah, maroon is not a not the best color if I'm honest. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just probably using more gold. Like Simeon and I have. Um, not greatly different styles, but like we obviously have slightly different styles, and we'll each have different different things that we'll add. But yeah, I think the biggest part is just we've both started yep. using more gold. Yeah, I did notice. I think there was some gear that came out towards the end of last year, or even the start of this year, that had the Broncos logo in in inverted. Inverted. Broncos. So the so the the outline was maroon, and the Head of the horse was yellow oh, was or gold. That on, the, on the gold training team. I think tee. it was on a gold training team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It could be. We, we're we somewhat flexible, to be honest, these days about like yeah. that kind of thing. Because but... I don't think in the in the online community it was controversial as such, but I, I think that there was a few people who have gone, oh, we've never seen that before like didn't know if you know that was a break or a change in the brand guidelines to go oh no you could now have a a gold horse over a, a maroon horse i mean yeah i'm not 100 percent sure to be honest yeah um okay but i mean in terms of like using like a mono logo and having like just using the outline and stuff yep. rather than the full golden maroon horse all the time we're definitely more flexible on that these days i think just purely because it looks better in a lot of lot of situations, but yep. Um, um, it's interesting with the NRL knowing what they are like to to get that through. Well, I think oh, it was yeah. on training gear. It yeah. wasn't on. Um, I don't know whether that yeah. really plays a. a uh, everything pattern. everything needs the like full logo on it. So yeah, okay. You can use a secondary, but yeah. Um, well, the NRL like obviously owns our logo, mm. owns our logo. So I think. I fortunately am not the one who has to deal with them and get the final <laughs> approvals and everything, but yeah. Um, yeah, everything has to go through them, I think. So, com- so coming back to, I think we were talking about your education before and and your um, your internships. In From your perspective, and, and this could be quite obvious from what we've just heard, what impact do you think that qualifications and education plays on getting recruited into a club like the Bronx or, you know, into the sports creative industry in general? Yeah, it's pretty interesting these days. I think, like, a lot of the skills I use at on a day-to-day basis at work, I learned uh, not in uni, most of them, to be honest. But Either in the job or self-taught? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I feel like I could do this job without that uh, education, but at the same time... I don't know how to put it without saying like it just kind of looks good that you finished uni, I guess. But yeah, um, that's kind of like how I feel about it is that like I could again do what I do now without that, but it did probably help me just with group assignments, that kind of thing. Having my employer know that I'm, 
can do tasks by myself in a team, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and also, like, I don't know how much it kind of matters for employers um, that you finished a tertiary education or whatever, but um, it seems to be on a lot of um, job... Job ads. Job, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> yeah. it's like, I suppose for me it's good that it's there, but um, on a, from a day-to-day perspective, there's a lot of... Well, most of the stuff I can do is because I self-taught or learnt in, yeah. on in the job. In a field like ours, eh, it's, it's your first job comes through, like, obviously your skills and just your passion. Eh? Like, that's yeah. how you break into it. Yeah, 100%. So what, what, do you, what would you say some of those skills are? If someone was to apply for your role or, you know, a role of similar um, description, what are the things that you would think that they would need to have? I suppose, firstly, design. You'd be able to use your Adobe Illustrator, your InDesign, Photoshop. Yep. Um, then, also, at least for me, because I feel like at the Bronx, we our whole, like, digital team is very multi, multi-skilled multi in that most of us can do socials and, like, digital stuff as well as our main, like, whether that's video and design and stuff. So, for me, that's, like, social social media management and stuff and digital content, producing that um, is very important as well. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, mostly just that kind of practical, the practical elements of... Um, being able to do that stuff on the tools. Yep. Versatility. Yeah. Yep. So how's your layer management in Illustrator? <laughs> <laughs> so I know that in, ed- in education <laughs> that was pushed so hard. Yeah. Label your layers. No one cares now. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's so funny. Anytime I need a PSD off Sim or Sim needs a PSD off me or Illustrator file or whatever, I just airdrop it to him and go, good luck, mate. Good luck. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, funny. And so how did Dad think, actually, when you dropped the law and, and moved into the creative oh, space? He actually didn't care. Like, <laughs> he, he had just said, because I was a very argumentative person as a kid, he was like, oh, you'd be great for law. So I li- that was literally the entire reason I put it down. Yeah. It wasn't even like, he didn't, he wasn't like super passionate around me doing it or anything. He's actually just, he's extremely supportive in whatever I do. But um, yeah, he was like, whatever. Yeah, awesome. Um, and from your perspective, professional development, how do you keep yourself afresh? How do you, you know, where are you getting inspiration from? Are you doing, you know, um, what do they call it, online courses, you know, those type of things just to keep improving yourself? Uh, for me, at least my future, I I think my future is more down that digital content route. So for me, it's, I mean, we've kind of made a, a big deal of it at work of making sure everyone's professional development, like they're constantly growing and stuff. But um, for me, it's just like learning that more management side, Um, I suppose dealing with uh, external stakeholders, whether that's, you know, apparel people, um, um, sponsors, that kind of thing. Yep. Um, Because in terms of like actual content ideas and um, designs and that, that kind of thing, I feel like most people in the community are always always watching on Instagram, whether that's just, just following a bunch of other people or other teams, that kind of thing. Like everyone's always just getting ideas from everywhere, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what do you think the future looks like for sports creative? 
Such a big question. So deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know the answer, to be honest. Like, it's gotten, at least with graphic design, it's, I feel like teams are slowly putting more weight towards that and realising how important it is that good graphic design is, is there. Um, and even content. I feel like content, from a content side, there's so many more opportunities to bring your fans and members closer to the team and stuff and more personalised content, that kind of thing, like building the personalities of the players, that kind of thing as well. Yep. Bring that across. Something I've seen is like almost going back to the grassroots of it, like where the yeah players' personalities and grassroots sports and rather yeah. than putting them sort of on a pedestal, you bring yeah. them back to the real life. Yep. So, so you, you're... So you're saying more like bringing the personal touches and the language of said player out more into the designs rather than it being quite corporate-y? Is that kind oh, of Oh, just two different things, I suppose. Like, yep. So the design space, I don't know, the designers these days are ridiculous. Like they're so young and they do incredible stuff, but I suppose on the content side, like separate outside of design. Sure, gotcha. Um, it's just like bringing, I don't know, making more content that's like of the stuff that people wouldn't see um, yep. of like the players' personalities and like, I suppose, bringing them into the inner sanctum. Yeah. That kind of Getting thing. that access to yeah, them. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, where does some of your inspiration come from, would you say? Where are you looking for things? I think I'm just addicted to social media, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. Just, just follow. Yeah. It's terrible. Uh, just follow a bunch of people, a bunch of teams. Um, Pretty much it scroll endlessly for hours and hours and on on end. Yep. Yep. Um and uh I suppose then what is some of from your perspective with the Bronx, some of the, the best stuff that they've kind of pushed out. Like us as a club? Oh uh, yeah, yep. Um like something I guess, you know, that you are you know, a fan of that the Broncos have done. Um a lot of our video work that uh, my friend Callum does, a lot of um, just kind of, oh, I don't even know how to explain it properly, but like he'll be able to grab um, footage um, of like player arrivals and stuff and kind of edit that differently than what um, you'd get from just taking photos of them arriving or like with your phone, that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, and from a graphic perspective, uh, just... I don't know, Sim and I, I don't know, we, we, we kind of like don't have much time to... Explore. Yeah, do two out there stuff, which sometimes we see like other clubs and we'll be like, oh man, how do they get time to do that? But um, so we, we try kind of just to make things like game day posts and jersey launches, that kind of stuff, um, look as kind of best as it can. Yep. Advice for people that are looking to get into the industry, what what would you kind of give give out to the world for them? I feel like it's going to be the same as what everyone does, but it's yeah. basically just put your, put your work out there, put yourself out there. Um, I literally got pretty much my entire career from just making a second Instagram <laughs> and putting like five designs on it, yeah. um, which is so weird to think about. Uh, is, that, is that second page still running? It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's in a different form now to what it was. I think what it was when I made it 
I deleted that because I hated all of the other Delzards <laughs> so much. Um, yeah. But, yeah, now my second page, Lukey Design, which, um, yeah, you guys obviously contacted me on. Yep. Um, that page is in some way what what that old page was. Yeah, cool. Fantastic. And recommendations for who our listeners should be following on on the socials. My two friends at, at the Brisbane Broncos, Callum Wood, Cal's 11, Cal's dot 11. Yep. Uh, and Simeon T Design, obviously, those two guys are amazing. Yep. Um, we'll include all the links also yeah. in the, yeah. in the uh, episode. Um, I'm page. sure if people are following you guys or me, they're probably following these two, to be honest. Yep. Um, yeah, them two. Um, who else? I There's a guy called Glitch Richmond who does really, really cool, like, illustration animation, okay. um, which is awesome. Um, Marie said to follow... Shift refresh as well. Lee Olson, he's incredible. Um, And then design with Dan. I really like design with Dan. His stuff is, yeah. I feel again. I feel like those kind of like top tier people, top tier guys are, yeah, just amazing. And then also the guy at Richmond, just Justin Chia. Okay. Just just T design or something or just design. I think we're connected. Yeah, he's really good as well. That um glitch Richmond guy on your page, you got a few similar stuff. Um, like cartoon of some of the Broncos players. Is that something you're maybe down the track? In? Maybe yeah, down the track. It'd be so down, cool. Cartoony <laughs> style. No, I think I think he might be like contracted already to do like Bleacher Report or something like that. Ah, uh, so. gotcha. Yeah, but yep. yeah, and a bit of so um, NBA on your page as well. So yeah, a bit yeah. of a fan of the old American sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. <laughs> I do follow. I follow like. Most main street sports, at least in like a casual capacity. Yeah, yeah. Who are your teams? I go for the Jazz. Uh, Can see that. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't really have an NFL team. Um, um, we had a good chat about F one before. Yeah, yeah, before we kicked off, there was an Aussie playing for the Jazz for a while, wasn't there? Joe Ingles. Ingles, yeah. yeah, yeah Is he yeah. still there now? Is he gone? No, nah, I think he's at the Bucks. Maybe. Yeah. Actually, okay. Yep. Um, yeah. Um. And have you got any nominations for us for our awards at the end of the year? Good jerseys, bad jerseys, great designs. I feel like they're all about to come out, to be honest, with Indigenous Round. <laughs> yeah, okay. I feel like we're, we've jumped the gun. But Do you know what other teams' stuff looks like? Do you get any kind of perspective into Like that? future stuff? Or Yeah, like if, I don't know, like uh, I don't know if all of the teams have dropped yet, but who are you playing in Indigenous Round? We're playing the Panthers. So do you know what the Panthers' jersey looks like? Not, like we don't get prior like yep. knowledge of it until they launch it we until just switch yep. it yeah um oh, i don't to be honest at the moment yep i haven't had a chance to look at all of the world cup kits though um like the women's world cup ones but uh-huh. I, I imagine there'll be a i think maybe the canadian one yeah or is there a ca- canadian canada's fantastic that yeah i think I, from memory that from one Nike. yeah from that one from memory that one um if you can go back in time um, just the, I think it's 2014 maybe, uh, French national kit. It's like, I can't remember if it's 14, but it's just, it's got a white collar. It's uh, navy. That's literally it. And I love it so much. Classic. Kit. Yeah. We're talking football. Football, um, yeah. soccer, sorry. Yeah. yeah. 2014. Yeah. All right. He's got it right. <laughs> yeah. That 2014 one. it is. Yeah. I love that kit. As a whole as well. Yeah, super classy kit. France went through a few around that era, like the away kits yeah, as well. Yeah, the white the, ones. 
the stripes across. Yeah. So that was quite classy. And but yeah, no, that's that's all I got for now. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm sure I'm, I'm sure we'll be talking about the city jersey later in the year. Yeah, I think. The, yeah, I think it'll be it'll making be a presence somewhere for sure. Yeah. It's definitely. I mean, both of the the Broncos jerseys this year so far have been statement pieces. I think. Mm. Um, you know, I think fair to say opinions on both sides, really. Yeah. Like when, you, oh, when you're going and I've said on this podcast a few times when you, you go for a big swing, um, whether you make the hit or not, some people oh. aren't happy with the hit, oh, are they? But <laughs> I, I was honestly surprised it did so well. And I mean, the city jersey that is, and um, obviously team performance has a big like factor in that. It is a big factor in sure. that. Like, yeah. Like an immeasurable amount, I think, but... Um, are you a are you a comment reader on the jersey? Were you uh, was that part of your nerves? Pe- oh, I mean, kind of. Yeah, I definitely did. And people at work were like, "Don't do it! Don't do yeah, it!" And yeah. I was like, <laughs> "I just have to." And so, like, I was surprised at how positive they were personally, just because I just always doubt myself at everything. But yep. um, yeah, I mean, you see the bad ones as well, and you're just like, whatever. Oh, that's good because usually they say what for every ten good ones, there's one bad <laughs> yeah. one, and then the one bad at one least. sticks out. Yeah. At least. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, mate, Luke, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Thank you for your time. No worries. Um, I hope you've had a great time. Um, thank you also to everybody who is listening. Uh, if you aren't, you can follow our Instagram at Field of Design Podcast, uh, and don't forget to subscribe for more episodes like this to um, get the notification when they drop. Uh, Also, if you are listening, don't forget to leave a review and some stars on your app of choice. Yes, choice today. How many premierships have the Broncos won? Six. There you go. Six Six stars. stars. I think that's two six stars (laughs) in a row. That's not bad at all. Yeah. Very good. Not for a while, though, but... Um, (laughs) 06 was the last one, too. Oh. Was it? 06? Yeah. Sixes are coming out. Here we go. Should have been 2015. (laughs) I don't know. Your second team? My second team. (laughs) My first team. Um, Awesome. All right. Thank you so much, mate. No worries. Really appreciate it. Thanks, guys.